on all things Spurs. Now, here are your hosts. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Spurs News Podcast. Yeah, we're still here. Don't worry about it. We're back every week to try and give you some perspective, have a little bit of fun. Um, Not a lot of fun at the moment, uh, but in case it's the first time you're listening, I am Sam. Joining me, my partner in crime. It's Matt. Hey, mate. Yeah, I think being a Spurs fan and the word fun is is a bit of an oxymoron at the moment. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. But but I'm going to try. I'm going to do my best. I, I've um, being all professional that I am, I got a kind of running order again. Fantastic. And uh, it, it, and the first thing I wrote was open. Try and sound positive. Yeah, I, I just. Uh, I, I mean, if. We... <laughs> There are, there, I guess there are little nuggets somewhere, but it's um, hard. Do, do you want to discuss our conversation post-Brighton? <laughs> yeah. I, do, do you know what? I, I, where do we start? I, I, it's at the moment. Look, we're playing again tonight, aren't we? I, yeah. I'm going to watch it. Why on earth I'm going to watch it? But I'm going to watch it. I've got, you know, it's almost like... And I think that's the thing. You know, yeah. for, for your mental health, they always say... Uh, I, I, you know, I'll focus on the things that you can change, not the things yeah. you can't. Now, we're stuck as Spurs fans. There's nothing you can do about it. Like, no. you, 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 we're that's it for life. You're a Spurs fan, and yeah. and 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 you watch you watch the game against Brighton, and I think that's the thing that's that that did me did my head in so much is the fact that it's something that I can't affect. Like, you know, like if if you if you've got stuff going on at home, or like you know you want to lose yeah. weight or something, like, you can make a change. There is no, like you're just watching eleven players, or on the by, by, by the by what you're seeing, eleven players yeah. who just don't give a shit. You know, it was it was the it, the, the attitude was just so poor, yeah. and and that's the thing I found so frustrating. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm always up, I'm always gutted when we lose, especially when we lose to a team that's seventeenth in the table. But when when you when you when you lose that team, and just the effort is just non-existent it, it yeah. was dreadful absolutely dreadful and and, and I, I don't look I, I know it's, it's it's not fair to pick indivi- on individual players but I would say the player that stood out for me the most that just seemed to just couldn't have given less of a shit if he tried was Gareth Bell oh, he okay. just didn't seem interested he just he, he looks like uh, and and do, do you know it, it made me think um like because you know you know, last week we was talking about, we was reminding ourselves about how we were so excited when Bell signed and, yeah. oh my God, Bell's coming back. When you actually t- take a step back and look at it, you think, like, what happened? What? Why did Zidane so want this player out of the club? He just was like, I don't want this player on, on you know, he's not, I don't want yeah. him anywhere near Real Madrid. And then you think there's got to be something to it. Now, for all we know, they could have had a massive argument and he could have, he could, Bell could have said something similar to what the, that Italian defender said back in that World Cup final. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You don't know what he said to him. But yeah. but on the other hand, it might just be that Zidane's just seen a player that's just had his career, has got millions and millions and millions in the bank, loves playing golf, and that is yeah. what gets him up in the morning, and just the passion's gone. 
because I, I I know we saw we saw very small glimpses of him sort of doing a couple of runs, but on the whole, they just like he just seemed like he just didn't care. Like there was just that kind of I'm here, I'm on the pitch, and and that is literally it. And and it seemed to reflect the whole team, you know. I I get what you're saying. I, I do get that, and I and I think you kind of caveated it quite well, which is kind of like the whole team were poor, so picking out. An individual. I mean, I could go through that eleven and make a case for each one of them looking absolutely awful in that game. So to sort of pick Bale out, I think is easy because of his reputation. Because yeah. of the amount we're paying him. Yeah, no, I get that. <laughs> you, mate. you kind okay. of you kind of have an expectation in your brain of go. Gareth Bale's on the pitch. You're starting the game. We saw snippets in the last game go out there and blow us away. And when he doesn't, it's kind of like, oh, what are you doing? Go play mm. golf then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. The Real Madrid thing's a weird thing because my my belief when we signed him from there is just he he just never fully integrated into life there the way they wanted him to. You got all these videos and stuff of fans like literally you know he scores the winning goal in the Champions League and then you got fans throwing things at his car because they hate him. It's mad to me. I Real Madrid treat people as insane. <laughs> I don't get it. So when we signed him, I, I was kind of of the belief that you know he's going to be back here, back where he wants to be, back playing football like he you know he says he wants to be. And by all accounts, in training and stuff, his influence behind the scenes has been excellent, and his kind of presence and that amongst the squad has been really good. Um, he's very happy. It just hasn't happened on the pitch now there's this rumor that's gone round, and i don't know if you've heard this but the rumor has gone round that he actually had covid after he was recovering from those injuries do you remember recently um jose Mourinho said in a press conference that there's reasons why gareth hasn't been able to play as much as we'd like that's, but right, that's yeah. personal and it's not for me to talk about mm. the rumor is he was very ill with it like it's really affected his like lung capacity and things, and the medics at Tottenham are slowly, slowly seeing his improvement as time's gone on. If that is, if that is a genuine, of course, rumors are rumors. I, I, I don't have any insight here to say yeah that is true, but it would correspond with why he was kind of like. He arrived injured, recovered, started coming back. Then he had that sort of niggling muscle injury, which happens when you've been out for a long time. That That's just like par for the course. But then he just seemed to vanish, like nothing happened for ages. And then all of a sudden he was back in, but playing 10 minutes or 20 minutes. And he looked like he was blowing out of his ass. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It, it, does, it does appear to tie in. Now, Gareth Bale is going to be a discussion point for the rest of the season, but... I'm possibly very naive here, and you can all laugh at me come the end of the season. I still believe he can make a difference for us this year. I, I genuinely still believe in my heart and in my head that at some point in this rest of this season, we are going to get a run of games from him. We are going to get some consistency with some goals, some assists, and it's going to all of a sudden, all of the darkness <laughs> from the start of the season to now will kind of fade. I could be proven very wrong. Yeah, it was. What's the saying that we say? It's the hope that kills you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. 
See, now in my notes it said open and try to be positive. Um, <laughs> but the next thing, the, the funny thing is, the next thing I've written down is we need to talk about the Liverpool and the Brighton games. Yeah. Um, now, starting with the Liverpool game, it's a little bit difficult for me. Now, I didn't watch the game. Now, you know better than anybody. I, I watch everything. Mm. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I, I still found a way to watch a youth game the other day. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I'm total nerd for all this crap. I, I watch everything. Uh, typically with Tottenham, I don't know how many games they play in a season. I find a way to watch every single game. And there are very few that I miss. But with this one, um, it clashed with my daughter doing this dance thing via Zoom, which which is an experience in itself, by the way. <laughs> Absolutely. Can we can we can we spend a moment talking about Zoom? Oh, we we can talk about Zoom if you want. I I just I find it you tr- right. Try and imagine this, okay? My daughter's doing this dance thing on a Zoom call. Anyone who's done like a big group Zoom call will know that it mutes the mics when someone else is speaking. Does that make sense? Yeah. So can you imagine for a moment? There's a girl doing a tap dance thing on like a special cut out board thing in a, in like a living room and a teacher who can't be there obviously is playing music elsewhere <laughs> so how do you think that's working on a zoom call <laughs> you can either hear the taps and no music you can either hear the music and no it was she did great i'm really oh, proud of her so. but it was an absolute cluster it's just it's just zoom in in general mate isn't it i mean like yeah. my, my my two children <clears throat> excuse me my two children are um they they uh, have their like a lot of their their, their classwork is sent over on another app, but then once a week they have to have like a Zoom call with a teacher and all the other children. Yeah. And it, it even I mean my, my, like Seb's eight and Layla's six, but even kind of like with 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 Layla the the teacher just mutes them all to start with. She's like you're yeah. all muted. Right? It's gonna yeah. be no. Yeah, everybody shut up. And, and with Seb's class. It's, it normally starts off with kind of no one's muted, and then after about five minutes, the teacher's like, "Right, I'm muting you all now," <laughs> because, like you say, one 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 child it all takes is one child to yeah. be the one that wants everyone wants to hear, and then that's it. Nothing else gets heard. You know? no. No. I mean, it's it's mad. Um, but the the Liverpool game. So I got this unique thing, and I want to run it past you, and maybe some other Tottenham fans can know this. I, I genuinely went into that game looking at the results, looking at the run, and looking at the two teams, thinking, "Well, we have got a chance here." But I genuinely believe Liverpool are champions for a reason. And I got a horrible feeling. We're not in great form. We, we could lose this game. So going into it, I was very pragmatic thinking we were going to lose. Okay, Now, I know that doesn't sound great from a supporter, but, that, but that's genuinely how I felt. But whilst I'm sat doing this Zoom thing, I've made the decision to myself. I'm not going to check my phone. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to look at anything. I'm just going to focus on my daughter for this thing. And at the end of all of it, I will check and see the result. And obviously, if it's a great result, I'll put the highlights on or whatever. But I'm just not going to look. All the way through this call, my brain is in this constant battle. I've got like two voices. And this one voice is going, oh, I'm dreading this. I'm dreading checking this. This is going to be a nightmare. And the other one's going, we've done this. By the time I come off this, everyone's going to be like over the moon. Um, our Facebook page is going to be like buzzing because we've won the game. Matt and Dan in our chat with Laura are going to be talking about how great the goals were. You know, I, I, I mean, how ridiculous is this now in hindsight? <laughs> and then, of course, I, I, I come on. I, I've done what I'm doing. 
<clears throat> and I'm like, okay, do I go to Twitter? Where, you know, where do I go? So I think, no, I'm going to go to our group chat and just read whatever's written in there, and that'll tell me. You know, that that'll tell me where we are. And then I just read back this conversation between you and Dan, and I was like, I don't even want to look what the score is. <laughs> I mean, I must have read just like five lines. There, there was a load in there. I just read the like the last five lines. I was like. I don't okay. even want to know, do I? No. <laughs> so I messaged him and I said, oh, is it over? And he went, the game's over. Full time's not yet. <laughs> I was like, oh, right. Okay. <laughs> Great. Um, but, I mean, you obviously watched it. We know what's happened at half time now. Would you say that we looked in the second half like a team that had just had a punch up and weren't talking to each other? <laughs> I, I just, it's, it's bizarre. Obviously, like yeah, like you say, we we know what happened at half time. I I, I felt like I know we're talking about the Liverpool game, uh, yeah. but what well, part of me after the Brighton game was thinking, I feel like he's lost the dressing room here. That's what yeah. that's. It's like they're not playing for him anymore. You know, you sometimes you get um like because this is a thing. Like, again, I'm trying to get put perspective on it. You know, we're mm. we're still. You know, if we was to turn around our form now, we could still have a really good run and and you know possibly finish in the top four. You know, we, we're not like yeah. out of it. We're not like no, we're not seventeenth, no, eighteenth. No. So I know there's perspective that needs to be put on this, but it feels like you know when a manager's like when a team's losing and losing and losing, and they're just like we've had enough of this, and it, it, the whole thing needs just a, a, a it needs a refresh, a bit like the end of. Um, Pochettino's tenure, you know, when you yep. just think this feels like it's the end now, you know. Yep. And I'm, yeah, I'm, not, yeah, I'm not, yeah, and I'm not saying that. Look, I'm not calling for Mourinho to be sacked, but I'm just saying that, you know, it feels like the players just aren't aren't engaged and aren't. Um, they're just at their because, look, you know, we, again, we, this is a conversation me and you have had. Is, is it that he's telling them to play like this, or is it that they're just not? Like you know, we're we're trying to we're, we're trying, we've been trying to work it out the two of us, aren't we? Are, are they scared to play? Because it just it's just it's bizarre how we like every game that we're just playing this same way. It's it's bizarre how it's happening, and you just think like with the Liverpool game, like when um and you know I know you said about oh you wanted to read about us scoring some great goals. Mm. Well, the one goal we did score was fantastic. It was one yard risk. It was. Did you say you've seen it? No, not. I've not seen it. I, I literally read what was said, and I've not looked at that game at all. Well, watch. Just I know it's, we 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 lost, and 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 I'm the same. If I if if I had if I've missed a game and we've lost, yeah, I'm not yeah. going to watch the game. But if you do get a chance, mate, watch the Boy goal. Boyer goal. Okay. It is fantastic. It, it is Wanyama esque. That's what it is. Really crisply hit. Hit. Boy just smacks right. it in the corner. But um. Yeah, I mean that—that's like that was kind of the, like the, the positive. But yeah, but once 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 we scored that, you like that brought it back to two-one. So you you, you think right, yeah. okay, right, let's now push on. I, I appreciate I appreciate that there's no fans. But we're at home. There's no fans, but we're at home. Yeah. So that would think, you'd think it give us the impetus then to kind of. Yeah. But it didn't. It really didn't. It was like you just knew. That if anything was going to happen, they were going to score a third, and that's what actually did happen. You know, it just, it never, it, it just feels like this. You almost want to just want to shake them, like God's yeah, sake, come what on! What, yeah. what is, what is missing from their, their, um, their, their drive, their, their motive? Something's missing. Something's really missing, and and it's and and, and it's what I felt with the Brighton game as well. It's like, what, 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 what are they? Why aren't they? Uh, I was, I was about to say. It sounds to me because obviously I watched the Brighton game. But that sounds to me like the second half versus the Liverpool 
literally just continued into the whole Brighton game. Yeah, yeah, it really did, yeah. Uh, I mean... I, I don't get it. <clears throat> the, the Brighton game... Um, I mean, I don't even know where to start with that. I... Um, there are there are times I've watched this play over the years, and within ten minutes, I know we've lost the game. Not because we've started badly and perhaps conceded, gone two 0 down even within ten minutes, and it's like oh game over. I mean, I just watch the players and I watch the way they're playing, and within ten minutes of that game, I saw passes under hit or over hit, but mostly under hit. I saw. <clears throat> runs that no one was following, followed by players not running at all because the ball just wasn't coming to them, so they stopped. And within ten minutes, I looked there and went, "They, they're not trying." Mm. And and your your point about it looked like the players had dang tools is really how it felt. I mean, like massively how it felt. And I think not only did we as fans see that, I think Jose did, and I think the Tottenham hierarchy did, because I always, um, again, a bit of a psychology nerd in a lot of ways, afterwards, all we've had from players doing their little bit of press things here is talking about how dedicated they are, how, you know, they're behind the manager, how is the... It was noticed. <laughs> you, mm. you don't get that kind of press splurge after a defeat unless you've realised, wow, this is how this looks. Also, I've noticed a very different Jose Mourinho in the press since the Brighton game. His interviews, what he said in the press conference about Chelsea yesterday... It's not this confrontational calling people out. It's a, we're together, we're a group, you know. Because a few of the journalists, like like you did earlier on, wanted to pinpoint Bale. And I think a couple of other players as well, they wanted to pull, pull apart. And he just wouldn't have it. He kept shutting it down. Now, we know Jose pretty well by now. <laughs> yeah. I follow every press conference. People lining him up opportunities to justify selections. Like, if Deli Alley had played against Brighton, I'd fully... If a member of the press went, oh, and of course Deli didn't impress, I'd fully expect him to jump on that with, like, see, I told you all. Hmm. But with this, he didn't. You know, he just completely... No, we're a team, we lost together, we were poor. We, we, you know, it, it was a constant theme. And I genuinely believe with him there's very little he does without uh, a motivation, a yep. manipulation in mm-hmm. mind. Mm-hmm. And I think the Brighton game potentially has has the potential to be a turning point. And I mean, I know we're playing tonight and we're playing against a very good team tonight who have just changed their manager. So they've got fresh impetus to come to us and by all accounts, really, we're not favourites tonight against no. Chelsea. I know we're at home, but we're not. I no. mean, it's it's going to be a very tough game. I think with a fully fit, two fully fit teams, I think it's an even contest. Without Kane, with the former in, <clears throat> I, I think they they definitely edge it, and they'd have an expectation of winning. And that's that's my fear. But I do, you know, from from the reports and, and from information I've seen after the Brighton game, there were a lot of meetings between players and the manager. A lot of one-to-ones, a lot of discussions of like, look, 
are you unhappy <laughs> because you went out and performed like that? You know, what what's going on? It almost feels like the management team, Ledley, everybody looked at that game and went, wow, you know, what is up? You know, mm. <laughs> you know um, <clears throat> there was this thing going round about, um, it was a meme, but <clears throat> I see where it was coming from. Like someone had to, like Jose had turned around to the physio, like, are they all injured? <laughs> you, <Yeah>. know? <laughs> you know, what? <laughs> you know, before the game, when you said to me a few of them were fatigued, did you mean all of them? And yeah, did you yeah. mean they're actually slightly warmed up corpses? Because yeah, yeah. what the hell? Mm. Um, it, it, a lot of it comes down to, um, I, I think, and again, purely my opinion, I think the players are struggling because we have no set team and no set way of playing. I think Jose is very much horses for courses. I will set up for this game this way and this personnel to win this game. I think we as a squad are still struggling to adjust to that. Five best part of six years under Mauricio Pochettino. This is the formation. This Mm. is how we're going to play. Anyone's out, someone else comes in and slots into that role. Do do, do you know what I mean? It's like... It, and and the whole philosophy. I mean, people used to go, "Oh, you don't have Plan B." The whole philosophy was, if we go out and play to our potential, we win the game. You know, other teams have to worry about us. <laughs> yeah, and, and, the, and the way you can see that from his from his, uh, um, he was he was under Bielsa, didn't he? Did he work under Bielsa? Because yeah, yeah, that's yeah, how Bielsa yeah. plays, isn't it? He just, it is, yeah. I've got this one way of playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One other, and Pep Guardiola, who's mm. another student of Bielsa, yeah, is the same. Um, yeah. the, the main difference being is. Guardiola throughout his career has been able to go right. I need the best right back in the world. Brilliant. I now need the best left back in the world. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 he just gets it and I mean, steamrolls people. Yeah. I mean, any manager that's had Messi as their main striker, I mean, you you know, you got to win a few things. Yeah. You? <laughs> you're going to pick up one or two trophies, I think. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I um, it is different with Jose. Jose has always been the same man. When he built that first Chelsea team, and by the way, when he built that Chelsea team, he literally was able to go, give me these players, and Roman went and bought them for him for mm. extortionate money. Mm. But then he did win the title straight, or you know, he did yeah. win a load of stuff. Um, and he actually said this himself in a press conference yesterday, which was a strange. It was a really strange moment because obviously they were playing Chelsea, so the discussion was again, you know, you won three titles at Chelsea. He basically said, and and I don't know if you've seen this, and I, I'm really struggling to try and work out how I take this. He said it's easy to win stuff at a club like Chelsea. And I think what he's getting at is that the owner at Chelsea will literally, you know, you arrive there and go, right, you buy these players, I'll win you the league. He will buy you those players. Mm. I think that's what he was getting at. But I don't think it was a dig. I don't think he was aiming it that way. I think the point he was trying to make was... People talk to him about winning the title at Chelsea and he won it three times. He's like, it was a great achievement. I'm proud of that. But he was kind of trying to bring it back to winning things here at Tottenham where things are done a different way, which is, of course, the thing Mauricio Pochettino used to say a lot when he was trying to be polite about our transfer dealings. Mm. You know, other clubs, they, they buy players. At this club, we hope. <laughs> we hope Harry Kane stays fit. Yeah. Um. So he, it's difficult. There, there's this, there's this constant battle in me about Jose, and this constant battle is 
I'm not enjoying watching the way we play football the vast majority of the time. I, I you know, I'm not enjoying that. That there's no two ways about that. I don't like the reputation he has about confrontation with players and stuff like that. You know, that's not. I don't think that's a good thing. But at the same time, he's got this incredible CV of winning everywhere he's ever been. It's like second to none. In football right now, currently working in the game, he's second to none for that. You know, I know Pep Guardiola is an incredible, phenomenal coach who's won stuff in Spain and Germany. But for context, he won stuff at Barcelona with the greatest ever Barcelona team in the world, which he inherited. And he Mm. went to Bayern Munich, which, similar to Pochettino in Paris Saint-Germain, with the greatest respects to the two leagues there, Bayern Munich and PSG should win their domestic leagues just because of the sheer spending power they have over all of their opposition. You know, genuinely now. Now, in England, he came in, and at Man City, to be quite honest with you, it's like playing fantasy football. Yeah. Like when Roman Abramovich first took over Chelsea, it's the same thing. You know, you literally walk in there and he goes, right, he had his first season in England, and we all beat Man City. You know, Man City were sixth in his first season, fifth. You know, he was outside the Champions League, I remember that. And then they went and bought all the players he asked for, and... They won the league, and you know they've been a very dominant team since then. It, it's not rocket science. If you buy the best players in the best positions, you're going to win stuff. At Tottenham, we don't do that, and I think Jose is almost having to kind of make the best of each situation and having to adjust what he's thinking. I saw a thing on Twitter about Jose takes a first season to adjust, second season he wins stuff, and the third season he he explodes and gets fired and everyone hates him and the whole club's in disarray. It's very Tottenham that he's decided to skip the second season. (laughs) I'm not buying that. It's really... I'm telling you, this is such a... I am so torn on this. But at the moment, the louder voice on this just keeps saying to me, we are challenging for the top four which we are, we are there in the mix for the top four, we are in the League Cup final, we're in the fifth round of the FA Cup, we're in the knockout to the Europa League. So, so far this season, we are absolutely where I thought we'd be, and better. You know, we've made the League Cup final. I I, I mean, that's, that's great. We're in a final. <laughs> you know, that's, mm. that's a step up from where we've been... You know, and and just generally, now, for me, I believe this squad under Jose and Jose's management and his tenure, and also Daniel Levy's tenure, which I'll explain a little bit more about in a moment, is now hinging on that League Cup final. And the reason why I think that is because if we win that game, we lift the League Cup. Overall significance of the League Cup is not massive, but to a club that's not won a trophy in a long time, and for a club that is constantly mocked, the players, coach, everything about this club is constantly, no matter what we do, we could win every game in the league from now to the end of the season, and you know finish second perhaps, but we, we, we dominant, we play the best football. But if we don't win a trophy at the end of the season, we would be mocked and ridiculed no matter what. Mm. 
You know, under under Pochettino for two years, we were consistently the best team in the country over those two years. But we didn't win a trophy. So, in so many people's eyes, that means nothing. I mean, to me, I love those two years. But to to the history books, to fellow fans of other clubs, to everything, just means nothing. You won nothing. And that's a constant monkey on the back. Harry Kane, every transfer window, he's now this many years old and he's still not won a trophy. I think that is getting to him. Again, personal opinion. I think it's getting to a few of the players. And I think just winning that would all of a sudden galvanise the core of this group to go, Jose is a serial winner and we've now won something with him. <laughs> yeah, sure. And and it'd be almost like that monkey's gone. We've now got proof of concept. You know, he's asking us to do this. It is not always pretty. It's not always this. But we have just won a trophy. Finally, we can kick on. Now, on the flip side of that, and the reason why I think it could be so defining is if we lose in that final. And don't get me wrong, Man City are a great team. And a one-off game, it's, it's anybody's. But if we lose in that final, all of a sudden, I think it's going to become even Jose can't fix things at Tottenham. Get my agent on the phone. Mm-hmm. I, 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 purely just my belief, but you, I'm trying to put myself in their shoes, which is, you know, you're going through things, you keep reaching semi-finals and losing, you keep reaching finals and losing. There is this constant press narrative, Tottenham don't win things, Tottenham don't win, it's this constant, constant thing. And whether you got a strong mentality or not, it will start to get to you, it will start to break you down, because it is constant. We as fans get it constantly. I laugh at it 90% of the time, but I still have days where I'm on Twitter or something, I'm scrolling through and I see all of these, oh, you know, so-and-so was born and went on to rule the world before Tottenham last one. You know, all this crap, and I'm like, yeah. oh, God, that's really annoying. Mm. Especially when West Ham fans share it. What are you got to crow about, you stupid <laughs> bastard? Do, do, you know, do you know what? Do you know, funny enough, you're talking about, because this is a point I want to make uh, that involved West Ham, that yeah. we... Um, we have this kind of, uh, it's, 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 we, we're all guilty of it, but you have this sort of short-term thinking. So we're playing badly, you know, we're, yeah. we're playing really poorly and badly and we're losing games, we're not picking up points. And you, you, you almost, um, that's your view of everything in total. So like, you know, you think, yeah. well, because this is this is it, like, you know, and, you, and people are calling for Mourinho to go, get rid of him. and that. But mm. you've only got to look at West Ham uh, uh, with 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 uh, Moyes I mean yeah. like Moyes gets ridicul- ridiculed all the time doesn't he yeah. and and he and it, he, he hasn't helped himself sometimes I mean he should never have taken nope. that Man United job on for a start I mean you know it was it was a poison chalice taken over from Alex <clears> Ferguson <throat> anyone yeah. in the world but look at them now I mean they're flying I mean if they carry this form on they're going to be they're going to be in the Champions League next season you know yeah so, they, they won't though no, 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 no one yeah they won't but you, you know you just you look, you look at it, and then you know, if you're a West Ham fan, there, you know, you've woken up, you've won three one, you're in the top four, you are buzzing, you know. Yeah. And in, in probably in West Ham, West Ham fans' minds, they're like, Moyes is the greatest manager ever lived, you know. <laughs> but 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 they say you you would be thinking that, wouldn't you? You know, because look look happy, what he's got us. Yeah. But it's 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 just short term thinking all the time. And, I, and don't get me wrong, I'm not criticising anyone else because I'm the same. I'm I think the same. Like. I, the amount of conversations I've had with myself over the last few days in my head about how Mourinho's just he's killing the killing the club, he's killing my enjoyment yeah. of it and that. But 
you know, like you say, you know, we we win a we win that trophy in 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 um in April or we win another one. You know, we get to the final Europa League and win that or something. Mourinho's oh, what a, what an appointment, you know. But, but and this is it because um I had this conversation with uh, Stepan Stefan the other day, which is. Do you remember the last time we won a trophy? It was the League Cup, uh, 2008? Yes, 13 years 2008. ago. 2008. Yeah. Do you remember many results from that season? No, I, I genuinely don't. I don't. <clears throat> nothing. Nothing comes getting to mind. Getting tonked yeah. 5-2 by Arsenal, getting smashed 6-1 by somebody else. Yep, yep. We After winning that as well, we went on a run that was just awful. Mm, that's None right. None of us remember that. Nope, nope. None of us care. Yeah. No, we don't because, care. Because I remember the ball hitting Woodgate's face and going in and us winning, beating Chelsea were the favourites to win that cup. And at the end of this season, like all of the talk about, oh, the football's been dire, this has been bad, this, you know, oh, there's been this argument, there's been this, oh, we lost to Brighton 1-0. Well, Liverpool lost to Brighton 1-0 last night at Anfield. Can I just say that's an insane result? Like They've gone yeah. four years without losing a single home league game and they've yeah. lost to Burnley and Brighton. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, you, you just, you'd look at that and just go, we used up all our luck for years, didn't we? <laughs> you know? um, but also, by the way, Brighton beating Tottenham 1-0 and Liverpool 1-0 back-to-back. I'd love to have known what the odds were of that. Yeah, yeah. Just the odds of that must have been insane. There's a Brighton fan somewhere, the most optimistic guy in the world, going, <laughs> I'm in the money. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so back to it. I, the Jose thing, Jose out, Jose this, Jose this. I keep saying about, you know, earlier on the season when we were top of the league and everyone was talking about us winning the title, let's talk about it again in 10 games' time. Let's talk about it again in 10, game, 10 games' time. Daniel Levy is never going to fire Jose Mourinho unless something horrific happens. And when I say horrific, I mean something none of us can see. Like, wow, Jose just said, what about Hitler? You know, <laughs> you know, I'm talking something wow moment. Yeah. The main reason for that, and it's twofold. One, Daniel Levy has wanted Jose Mourinho at this club for a long, long time. He has finally got the manager he has always wanted because he believes... His stature, his way, his his everything elevates Tottenham as a club. Potentially, that could be true. Also, and this is something I don't think a lot of fans are focusing on at the moment, Daniel Levy, prior to uh, Jose Mourinho basically being the front of the club, was getting hammered. Fans... A lot of fans, not just the Levy out brigade that have existed ever since Levy joined us. I'm talking about a lot of just normal, regular fans going, do you know what, I've had enough. I've had enough of watching other teams, you know, mirror our model, then spend right mm-hmm. and overtake us. I've had a, no, I've, I've had a guts full, you know, this is getting stupid. But you remember there was all sorts about Daniel Levy out, Enoch out, it was constant. You couldn't yeah. go anywhere on social media. It was uh, at a level I'd never seen before. And when they didn't pay the staff, for example, during COVID, that level of vitriol and that level of anger I'd never witnessed before. And I genuinely believe that if Jose Mourinho fails in this, Daniel Levy's got a problem. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I genuinely think he's got a problem about being chairman he's already tried to kind of 
take a step away from general football duties by bringing in someone who's then, after two months in the job, left and went to the FA. Um, so he's back doing it again. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. He, it, it feels to me like Jose is, <clears throat> because of his personality, because of his profile, everything's focused on Jose. 100% Jose focused. We lose a game, Jose. When Mauricio was in charge, we lost a game, played awfully. A lot of fans just went, well, what can he do? Daniel didn't spend any money. Yeah, it's a good point, actually. It's kind of, he's managed to go, yeah, it's all, you know, look at him. Ooh, Jose. Ooh, everything's on Jose. (laughs) Yeah, you're Um, right, actually. And Daniel isn't going to fire him. No, (laughs) no. It is going to take something extreme for it to happen now. Now, come the end of the season, if we finished 10th, won nothing, then there might be a conversation. But the other factor that I think everyone needs to apply into this is we're paying Jose more than we've ever paid any manager ever in our history. We're paying him double what Pochettino was on and more. To fire him now would cost us near enough 50 million quid. Jesus, man. To fire him in the summer would cost us about 35 million. Yeah, it's not happening. People need to get out of their brains and just kind of take it to this point of he ain't getting fired unless something horrific happens. (laughs) So if that's the case, if that is the case, then we all need to kind of either get on board or, you know, just shut ourselves down to it, become numb to it. Because... We talked about this after the Brighton game. I have done that in the past. I, I've got to a point with watching Tottenham where I've gone, from my mental health, I need to not be watching this. Um, it was a fair few years ago now, because, of course, the Pochettino era happened and brought me right back. But I I still love the club. So I just involved myself with the youth teams, the academy and stuff. Um, but And that's why my interest in that continues now. So I do say to people, and I said it to you after the Brighton game, and I say it to others, look, I've been there where I felt this corrosive, this kind of anger where I needed to separate myself from it because it ain't good for us as as human beings during a pandemic in isolation to, to spend two to three times a week getting angry you know and annoyed yeah it's no good no no and and, and do, do you know what it hit home for me because like, obviously you're mentioning that because uh, after the game I, I said to you like, I need to just mute um, yeah the notifications yeah. on the on the on the on our messenger and th- and that wasn't anything personal I wasn't like you yeah. know I didn't want to talk to you guys I just didn't want to think Tottenham and yeah. part, part of it was and, and I, I felt really bad about it mate it really made, made me feel bad but um like I, I was, I was thinking to myself, like I don't want, I don't want my boy to go through this for, like you know, if this is what he's gonna, no, if he's, if he's got a lifetime of this, right, of just this constant, and and it's like you say, it's like it's almost like they call it the Tottenham way now, and you know where we're always, the, it's like it's like supporting England for me, like you know, like in 2018, we we we've, everyone was believing England were gonna we're gonna win the World Cup, yeah, but you just know it's never gonna happen, and it feels like with Spurs, like you know. Other teams, Chelsea, Man City, Liverpool, they're the ones that win the Cups. Like, we're never going to win Cups. That's how it feels, you know? Yeah. But what what hit home for me uh, that, that made me feel like I needed a break was um, when we when we were playing Brighton. So, Seb, Seb was, like, as per usual, he was just on his feet, buzzing, feet in the air. Just yeah. this energy that he just couldn't dispel because he was just so excited about watching it. 
and um, I had to pop out for a couple of minutes uh, towards the end of the game. Uh, so yeah. I ran about sort of the eight, 85th minute to about the 90th minute. I had to quickly pop out. And when I got back, he was like, Dad, he was like, what, what, what? what? He went, because I was hoping that he'd say we'd equalise. And he was like, yeah. Toby Oliveira done this brilliant clearance. And I was like, yeah, did, yeah. I don't care, mate. And he, and, and he was like, but you've got to see it. After the game, can you see it? And I was like, mate, I said, I don't give a shit about watching it and he started crying like he got really oh, upset no. and, and he was like I just wanted to show you this really good thing that he'd done and it was amazing and he was and and mate I, it broke my heart I felt terrible yeah. and I re, and in the end I rewinded it and I watched it and it was a great clearance wasn't yeah, it yeah it really was yeah <laughs> but I, I just yeah. feel like like I'm getting angry and and obviously he's only eight so as yeah. he gets older and he gets more invested in it, he's not going to want to watch a goal on clearance if we're losing one 0 to Brighton. But I just felt like do, I'm. Do you know, I'm, part of me hopes he always does. Yeah, I know. Part of me, yeah. But, but it's just like I, I'm finding myself getting, and like I said earlier, like you know, it's it's that feeling of you're 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 something that that you've got zero control over is affecting yeah. you. Like to an extent, and 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 I did say to you at the time, didn't I? Because you you messaged me on WhatsApp, and I said, "Look, mate, I'm fine. It, like yeah. in a couple of days, perspective will sink in, like it always does, and it does. And you know, it's just a game. And then after a few days, you you had a couple of sleeps, and it's just it is just it was just a game. But it it, it was for me, I was just so like I, I wasn't just like you know, if you, if we'd lost to Brighton one nil, and we'd absolutely battered them and we had yeah. uh, 25 you'd shots you'd be annoyed but you'd be like uh, one of those days. yeah the goalkeepers had weldies like yeah. he's had a weldie after weldie save uh, but it was just the abject abject yeah. just just not the disinterest in, in the whole game it was no, like they and, and you're and you're and, and it's that thing where you're sitting at home like you know all our Spurs fans we're sitting at home watching it we want our team to do well like these these players like you know we talk about you know you say you were saying earlier like you know if the end of the season we don't win a trophy like the likes of Harry Kane Sonny they can go do you know what let's go and sign for Man City Bayern Munich yeah. Barcelona we can't Right, we're no. stuck with this team for the yeah. rest of our lives, yeah. So we we we've got no choice in it. So you feel like these players, they owe it to us as fans to just put a shift in, you know. And and when they don't, that's when you just get so angry with them and so disappointed in 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 them as, as supporters, you know. And that's yeah. why I I felt like look, and and again, it's something that we we talked about on numerous occasions. You know, you think of those the dark the nineties dark days. That was a game from the the nineties dark days, wasn't it? Where you know you it just was. that just standard, yeah. utter dross that you're watching, you know. Yep, Ab- abject crap. Yeah, um, it completely was. Yeah. One of the things I promised people I'd do this week, and I nearly forgot is I'd do an update on all our players on loan. Just sort of like a summary, because we had a real like flurry of people going off on loan and stuff like that. So I'm going to do a, a brief update now, just sort of telling you where, where we got players and stuff like that. Awesome. And do you know what I'm wishing as well, Sam, that there's one player that you're going to tell us about that if fans were allowed in, I could go and watch him, but unfortunately I can't. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for the loan update. We have 14 players out on loan currently. The new Chelsea. That, that is the highest. Oh, no, Chelsea are still in the 40s. Oh, yeah, don't even get me started on that. Um, this is the most we've had out on loan in seven years. Um, possibly longer, but that's as far back as I was able to remember. Um, 
we've got TJ Ioma currently at Lincoln City. He went there in the summer. It's a four-season loan, uh, and he's playing pretty much every game, playing great. League One football, I know, but he is playing every week and learning. Uh, you listen to Lincoln fans, they'd love him there forever to be captain, and you know, love, loves him. He's playing great. Uh, he's covering mostly central defence, but he is covering it full back, uh, both left and right back, which has been impressive. He's having a really great loan. Uh, if you get any opportunity to check out any Lincoln games, you get to see him pop up and you're bored and you just want to put some football on, do check him out. He is doing great stuff. The Probably the most talked about loan for us, of course, is Oliver Skip. Uh, Oliver's at Norwich uh, in the Championship, doing very well. This is his first ever senior loan. He went there in the summer. He's there for the season. Um, he's doing great. Uh, he's being watched on a regular basis, by the way, as well. So a lot of people kind of assumed that uh, Hitchin was there recently to watch Max Aaron's. Uh, Skip's being watched by the scouting pool, which of course includes Hitchin, um, on a regular basis and doing reports because they want to see his progress. Uh, Tottenham are really, really happy with this loan. All the reports from Norwich, you know, extremely positive, both fan reaction and, and the coaching staff at Norwich. Um, Tottenham really are thinking that if Oliver continues this season the way he's done the first half, then he is going to come into the squad for next season alongside Hoybier. Um And if anyone gets a chance to watch any Norwich games, they're on a lot on Sky do watch he is a player who i rave about because i've watched him since he was like 16 17 so yeah really really good could be great for us uh ryan sessignon is in hoffenheim he's got a slight injury at the moment but when he is playing he's playing left back left wing back uh, a lot of fans are talking a lot about ben davis at the moment um ben davis uh, potentially is one who could be leaving the club in the summer. If that is the case, then you're looking at Sessignon and Regulong as our left-sided options next season. Uh, that's the definition of pace and power on one side, I think. Mm. One Foyf is at Villarreal. Um, they've got an option to buy him, but by all accounts, unless the second half of this season is phenomenal, that's not going to be taken up. So expect Juan Foyf back at the club in the summer, which will be a little bit embarrassing for him after he said his big goodbyes last summer when he thought that was it. Things can change. I mean, football changes on a dime sometimes, but at the moment, that's how that looks. Juan Foyf is very much for sale, not wanted by Tottenham. Um, our non-homegrown player situation is such that, you know, there's several players that need to move on, let alone the guys who are out on loan. Uh, Cameron Carter-Vickers, is it Bournemouth? Bournemouth sacked their manager yesterday. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, he has been getting game time recently. He arrived at Bournemouth injured. They're very impressed with him. Uh, but their manager has just got sacked. So keep an eye on that. Jubrell <laughs> um, Okadini at Cambridge United. Um, it's his first senior loan. He's there to the end of the season. Um, he made his debut the other day and played very well. Again, another defender. We have some fantastic defenders coming through at the club. Really do at every level. Um, at every level in our youth team, they are England defenders. They are doing very well. 
so keep an eye on him. Uh, Jack Clark, as most people will know, is now at Stoke in the Championship. Um, he's playing games, getting more minutes already than he did with his loans last season, uh, both from the bench and starting games. So that's good. That's going well. Uh, Harvey White, uh, a midfielder who many believe, and I'm one of them, is probably the best set-piece taker at the club, <laughs> wow. regardless of anybody else. He's at Portsmouth uh, in League One. He's getting plenty of minutes already. He's there to the end of the season, and I hope that continues. Um, he probably is close to cementing himself in that Portsmouth team. He's already dazzled them with a couple of free kicks. I saw one that Portsmouth tweeted the other day where he clipped the crossbar. It was, yeah, very good effort. He, with game time, will become very impressive. I genuinely believe that. Uh, Charlotte Tracy is now at Cambridge. Uh, he started on loan at Shrewsbury, didn't. He did get some games, but didn't settle into the position he wanted. He's now at Cambridge with Jubril. Um, he's out to the end of the season. Um, his contract's up in the summer. I, I think he's basically playing for a for a deal somewhere at the moment. Uh, Malachi Fagan-Walcott has gone to Dundee FC in the Scottish Championship. We sent two players to the Scottish Championship in this window. Uh, Malachi, again, is another very good defender at the club. Um, this is his first ever senior loan. Uh, I've not seen him start yet. I will keep an eye on that. Uh, Troy Parrott is now at Ipswich. He was at Millwall, was recalled from there. Um, didn't really get going at Millwall. He had injuries. And then when he did get in, they were playing him out wide. He picked up an assist in some of the limited minutes he had in the championship. But the decision was made that in the second half of the season, he needed to be playing as a striker and getting games. The club chose an option with Ipswich in League One, so he has dropped down a level. But it looks like he's going to be their main striker for the second part of the season. So That's good news. Hopefully, we'll see some games. And with games with Troy comes goals. I genuinely believe that. People are very quick to write young players off. Keep an eye on Troy's record the second part of this season. Uh, Jack Rolls, he scores goals, is now at Stevenage. Yeah, this is, the, this is the one I want to see, but yeah, we can't. I'm not letting the ground. Love, you'd love to watch him. <laughs> yeah, genuinely, I do. he is a joy. If you get a chance, just just drive down there with binoculars, catch <laughs> him a few games. If the police are listening, no, we're not. Um, <laughs> Kaziah Sterling has gone up to Scotland to Green at Morton. Uh, Kaziah is basically playing for a contract somewhere. He's is up in the summer. Um, massive shame for Kaziah. Every time he got close and found form, he got injured. Uh, just awful luck. I hope he can stay fit and, and forge a career in football because there is a real talent there and, and a really nice lad. And the last one, last but not least in any way, is Paolo Gazzaniga, of course, has now left the club on loan. He's joined Elche in La Liga. Um, they do have an established goalkeeper there. So, interesting to see if he's gone there and he is actually going to get any games. But he is fully expected to leave in the summer. There were a lot of people interested in signing him this window, but the January window is just a nightmare. You just, yeah. you just can't get much done. And in COVID times, even more so, because the cash within the window was just non-existent. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. So, there you go. That's a roundup. So, there's 14 players out on loan. I'm going to aim to do this again in a month's time where hopefully I can give you more feedback on how they're actually getting on in their loans. Um, but yeah, that's where everybody is, so you can keep an eye on them. Uh, if anyone's interested, you can 
message me. You can email me, Sam at Spurs News. I will send you my spreadsheet because I'm a nerd and I have a <laughs> spreadsheet of where every player is, what they're doing, how old they are, and stuff like that. So yeah, if you're interested, let me know, and I'll send that across. Thanks for doing that, Sam. You're welcome, my friend. Um, before we move into the fan questions, and this could potentially stomp on some questions, so I apologise. I do just want to quickly touch on the Deli Ali situation because obviously that's changed in the last twenty four hours. Uh, have you been following the the story? Yeah, because I was going to say because I know you you said after the um, the the Brighton game, there's been a yeah. lot of uh, talk. Uh, Lely King and um, Mourinho have been talking to a lot of players, and I've yeah. heard that he's basically been brought back in, basically. Yeah, so the situation is that Delhi and Jose had a meeting. Um, the meeting went on for a while. Uh, Jose described it as he wanted to check on Delhi and see how he was doing. Because, look, it's no secret, Delhi ain't playing, so Delhi wanted to leave. Uh, that didn't happen. Daniel Levy said no. Um, Giovanni lacelso has got a long-standing injury. We are only one more injury away from you know having problems. So, no, you're not leaving. Because of that, we've now got a situation where we've got the second half of the season and you've got an asset in Delhi that if you're just going to park on the bench, it's a waste. You know, it's, it's a massive waste. So they had a conversation. They they cleared the air. It would appear that Jose has then granted Delhi a few days off because he's still recovering from a slight muscle injury. So he's going to be available fitness-wise from the weekend, not in consideration for the Chelsea game. But Jose's given him a few days off. Basically, it's kind of like a a clean slate thing. Go take a couple of days to yourself, you know, relax a little bit, clear your head, and then we're going to come back, clear slate. We start again. Um, Potentially, it could be a great thing. You know, it could genuinely be a wonderful thing that enables these two to, to... get back on the same page and for us as a club to get Delhi back firing um, the actual issue between the two who knows I mean there's so many rumours so many things I know what I think it is but again that's just my opinion I hope that we are going to see Delhi play and Jose in the press conference yesterday even basically said that Tangi and Dembele is now fit enough and able to play in England enough that he can play in deeper therefore Delhi can play the ten role that he, you know, where he needs to be. If in his mind he's been thinking all this time, I can't play Delhi because I don't have a position for him, and now I do. It's going to be interesting because I do like the idea of Tangi and uh, Hoybier playing deeper because there's nothing I enjoy more than watching us at the moment than Tangi and the belly picking the ball up, spinning, beating three or four people and then threading a pass. I There's something about the way that guy plays football that's just beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I love watching um, him. We call yeah, him Dumbula yeah. when we're watching him. Yeah, damn right we do. Um, mm. But when he when he plays like that, it's, it's wonderful. And Hoybier is the kind of guy who's like, yeah, great, you do you do all that, mate. I'll just kick a few people if they take the ball off you. I'm, I'm up for that for 90 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Uh, and Hoybier ain't a bad football player either. You know, he, he can thread a pass. He, he can bring the ball forward. So that that combination for me excites me. The idea of Delhi playing in behind the strikers and being able to run off when Kane drops deep is something I thought was perfect all along. You know, the way Delhi used to get his goals was basically getting in, you know, running in behind. 
you know, a Toby Elderworld, you know, diagonal from about 50 yards, Delhi just nodding it over the keeper, flicking it over the keeper. How many times did we see that? Oh, just, yeah, that's that's what it's I'm... It's heavenly, that's what, and, yeah. that's, and that's, that's where we need to be. And, mm. and the way Jose set us up to play, that's there. That's mm. there in abundance. So mm. there is a real opportunity, and, and I hope it's taken with both hands, because if you can get Delhi back firing and get him back in the rhythm of playing, the guy's an asset. I did a post on our page just a couple of days ago to commemorate the day we signed him. And I threw his stats up there of how many goals and assists he's got in the games for us. The guy basically averages a goal contribution one in two. Yeah. You know, he will contribute to a goal every other game for us. I know it's a little bit more than that, like 2.5 or something like that. <laughs> but still, even if I was to say one in three, that that's great. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you know, completely. He's, he's still 24. So... There's a player there. He's literally about to hit his peak, and if you could, if you could just harness that, then it's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, but it is time now to hand across to the fan question. So I apologise if anyone's asked about the Delhi thing because I've just kind of shat on it. <laughs> so, oops. Um, but yeah, so we are going to hand over now. Now it's time for your comments. going to start with instagram and the reason we're going to start with instagram and you 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 know why is because you're very excited about the message we've had on instagram yeah i i basically we've found and i've said i said this at the time but when me and you become famous podcasters we've yeah. now found the second bodyguard basically yeah 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 so <laughs> so mountain man is the guy on instagram and if you're listening my friend I hope you're well and you're not just stuck in your shack. Um, but we've had a message now, and Instagram's fun because, and I say fun. Sometimes I hate it because people use like screen names rather than their names, and it drives me insane. But we've actually had a message, a direct message on Instagram, which Laura's passed across. And by the way, I, I give Laura a lot. Of, I make a lot of jokes about Laura. Laura's run our Instagram page from when it was brand new. There was like five people following it and most of them were me dan you know <laughs> it was people we knew it's now at twenty six thousand followers that's all her 100 you know i never i don't even know the password to the thing <laughs> it is 100 percent her me dan you we have nothing to do with instagram so yeah i mean i know a lot of those followers are probably because of the podcast because they hear me and you talk promote it nah, nah it's not it's 100% her so Laura if you're listening well done you've done a really great job there uh, but yeah so we got this message sent direct to Instagram from the man called Island Brother dude that's just a phenomenal name it really is <laughs> but I am standing by the fact I want Mountain Man and Island Brother to become a duo <laughs> But but I I gave Mountain Man his own intro theme and you said to me, Well someone called Island Brother deserves his own intro Now, Island Brother, you have said here this is your long time listener, first time you've messaged in, thank you. If you message again next week, I will give you your own theme. Oh, I love it, I love it. What, what, I have what, what, no what? idea what I'm gonna do yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I will find something and make it cool. <laughs> we'll figure something. And do, do you know what I've got to say? Uh, because with Mountain Man, you um, yeah. you have that image in your mind, don't you, of this big yeah. mountain man with a big beard, yeah. like, you know, walking up a mountain bare-chested. Yeah. Island Brother doesn't really give you that same um, 
kind of mental image but if yeah. you saw this dude he is mountain man's best mate <laughs> oh well see see i haven't looked at his profile picture hang on oh yeah all right i'm not gonna upset him, I know <laughs> no, upset him. <laughs> <laughs> okay my friend you say hey guys long time listener and love the podcast of all the many pods i listen to about tottenham i look forward to this one the most that's very kind um, yeah, thank Monday's you. in the post. Love how when I am done with Spurs after a horrible result, you guys help me put a little bit of perspective into the rage and remind me why I love the club. I have never been a fan of Jose. To be honest, I've always hated his attitude and tactics of shuffling blame onto everyone but himself. Is it wrong for me to feel happy that Spurs are doing badly? I can't help but feel vindicated at our current situation, yet I feel sick for feeling that way. I just want Jose out of my club, but can't see it happening while he has a final in his back pocket. What do you guys think? It's interesting because I think there's actually a lot of fans suffering with that a little bit at the moment, which is there's a lot of visceral feeling about Jose. I can only put this towards, for me personally, I remember George Graham being in charge. I didn't like that. <laughs> I mm. couldn't, and I couldn't handle the idea that, George, you know, this Gooner legend was now running my team. And it was, I, I struggled with that a lot. And eventually when he got fired, there was such a sense of relief that no matter who we hired next, I'd feel better about it. And boy, was I wrong. We were awful for yeah. so long. Mm. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I, I don't think I could ever go as far as feeling like I kind of hope we do badly so he gets the sack because I just want us to succeed. You know, I, I genuinely wouldn't care if our manager was called Current Bun. I, I just want us to win. I'm a Tottenham fan. It's like when I talked last week about getting attached to the players... And I do have to keep lecturing myself about that. Like, I can tell you the team that won the 2008 trophy. I'd actually probably struggle to name the team that played any of the games in 2010. Mm, Yeah, sure. (laughs) Because, you know, and that's not because I didn't love those players. I didn't care about those players. But I I just remember, you know, like my dad can remember the 66 World Cup winning team and the subs and the people who were there in the stands. You know, Mm. he has that in his brain for life. You know, that is such a major thing Uh, for me in rugby 2003 World Cup. I can still name that team. That's something that ingrains in your brain and it is that. But until we win stuff, I don't quite think we have that. But for me, I'm a Tottenham fan. I want Tottenham to succeed, no matter who the manager is, no matter who the chairman is, no matter who the players are. I'm a Tottenham fan. We're stuck, like you said. It's like bloody Stockholm Syndrome. We are here for <laughs> life and in love with them, no matter what. And so, although I do understand what he's saying, because I do think there's a lot of fans struggling with that kind of uh, wrestling with this. I hate that guy, but I want us to win. Yeah. <laughs> um. I, uh. yeah. I, I just that's it I I don't care who it is and I don't care how it's done just have us win stuff please yeah, yeah <laughs> I agree and, 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 I, and I do understand what you're saying because um, you, you just you wrestle with so many thoughts and kind of like because it's it, and it, it goes back to what I was saying you because you've got zero control over it, yeah. it's like your brain's trying to compensate by going well if we can just get rid of him and that you know you just there's yeah. nothing you can do about any of it so you just yeah. your brain just 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 forms all these contradicting thoughts and 
just yeah, it, it, I, I completely understand his frustration, and, and like you say, we're all going through it. We all are. We are, um, and like I said, if you message again next week with another question, you'll get your own intro because your name's awesome. <laughs> uh, okay, moving over to Facebook, Adam Sasson says, "Um, <laughs> where do we go from here?" <laughs> Mad to say, but I just don't know anymore with Spurs. The league in general this year is mental, but with the squad we have, I'd have expected us to take advantage of other inconsistent teams. But we're right in there with the rest of them, below wet spam. Oh, it's painful, isn't it? That is to be the... honest with you, Adam, I don't think I need to answer that. I think you've kind of just made a statement that all of us can go, yeah. Do, 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 <laughs> you, know, do you know what you said about the inconsistency of it as well? Yeah. Like, a few weeks ago, Southampton were top of the league. Yeah, <laughs> got nine nil. Yeah. I mean, it's mental. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, football's broke. Yeah. Without fans, football doesn't work. Does it? Uh, Alpesh K Patel says we have been really playing badly and not really using our kids or subs, but sent most of them out on loan. Our team enrichment is shot. Team enrichment. He said, he said team enrichment. I love it. Uh, Jose has lost the plot since the wet spam game because we took the handbrake off and lost a 3-0 lead. I do genuinely think the West Ham game broke us. Mm. I've said this a lot. Because mm. until then... Yeah, anyway. Um, because we took the handbrake off and lost, we don't have the best players to play his system. With our attacking flair, we have stopped at nothing tactical. Oh, hang on. We have stooped to a nothing tactical system which has us shown up versus good opposition. I fear our boys taking on Chelsea even though they have a new man in charge because they have a huge pool of talent and we have big issues at the back and up front with no Harry or even Delhi. Uh, again, there's not really a question in there for us to answer other than you've just made a statement that all of us can go... Yeah. Yeah. Can I just say? As, can I just say as well? Um, I was going to mention this earlier. One yeah. player, and again, I know you you sort of uh, you said like you know it's not really fair to pick on one player. And I know it isn't, yeah. but I would. It's just an observation, really, more than anything. But Sonny's struggling at the moment. Yeah. yeah he's yeah, misplacing time, yeah. passes. He's like yeah. you know he's not playing well. No. No. I agree one hundred percent. I've been saying for a little while that he shouldn't be starting. Mm. You know, you need to show players that when your form drops you you know you need a kick mm, mm. <laughs> and you have got players there who can come in so I, I, I don't get what's going on there uh, Ryan Miller says what positive can you take from the stupidly frustrating and crappy result against Brighton uh, should we just move on to the next one <laughs> He says, I personally think Vinicius changed the dynamic of the game for us and would love to see him start a few game, games in Kane's absence. That's fair. Yeah, no, yeah, I, 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 on and do, okay. yeah I, I, I agree. What positive can I take? Positive, positive, positive. Um, it was only 1-0. <laughs> Could have been worse. Look at Southampton. Could have been worse. And also, as a positive, we lost 1-0 to Brighton. But we yeah. lost them away. Look at what Liverpool did. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, rank amateurs. Um, Tom Agerskull, cow, Tom, Tom, again, thank you for messaging. Um, let me know how to say your name. If relationship like the one Jose has with Ali and Aurier become more common, whose side would Levy take, the players or the manager? The manager... Yeah, especially if, if Mourinho yeah. starts winning trophies, then the manager yeah, every the time. Manager. Yeah. They're the manager every time. Uh, Peter Robinson, wonder what the atmosphere would be like in the new stadium, considering the way the team have been performing in the past few games. Reckon the Ole, we got Delhi, Delhi Ali chant would be ringing out on a regular basis. 
Chuffed that he has stayed, just home. Just hope Jose and him make peace, what well, they have now, and he gets his mojo back. Long way to go in the season yet. Scary good or scary horror. <laughs> oh. um, Pete, you, you made a great point. There is a lot left to go. Um, we're feeling pretty down at the moment, but football's hilarious because if we play well and beat Chelsea tonight, everyone's happy again. So, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that's going to happen. <laughs> just just saying it could, and yeah. then the mood would change. Um I I think the atmosphere in the stadium is a great debate to have because I genuinely believe with fans in the stadium, a lot of these games would be very different. Mm. Um, I've, I've got a um, yeah. there's a there's a the guy that sits to the to the left of me. Uh, I think he's commented a couple of times on on the page, but he's yes, um, yeah. he he's he sits there with his uh, wife and their children. And when we lost to Brighton on, I don't think it was on our page. I think it was on the official Tottenham page. He just said, "Look, I don't know much more I can part with this. I'm just tempted to give my season ticket up." And I said to him, "The problem we've got is like, you know, because that's how I felt at the time as well." I yeah. said, "Like, but we give our season tickets up, mate. There's a row there of six or seven that are going to get snapped up instantly. Yeah. So it's not. It's 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 one of those things where you're going to bite your nose off to spite your face. But the yeah. the, the point about um, the, I really like that, and I've never thought of that before. I really like that the 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 point about Delhi uh, chanting his name. That's yeah. something that Mourinho has not had to worry about. He's not had no. to worry about that at all. No, like no. It, it, I appreciate that you know people um, fans can put their anger across on social media. I know he's opened an Instagram account, so he's probably uh, exposed to to to, to play uh, to oh, fans. He's not attitudes. though. If you ever go on his Instagram account, he's got. Jose Mourinho is the only manager I've ever known in my life who has his own fans. <laughs> Jose Mourinho arrived at Tottenham and all of our social media has got a bump because Jose Mourinho fans arrived with him. Yeah, yeah. His Instagram account, everything he posts, he could literally go on there and post, took a dump today, it was great. And there's like <laughs> 10,000 people going, oh my God, that's just going to be the best dump ever. Oh, you're so amazing. Notice me, notice me. It is... Oh, it's awful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a great dump. But just, just, you know, that's beside the point. Compliments. Yeah, but that's beside the point. It's weird. Um, anyway, <laughs> Adam Bright says, could you imagine if someone just heard that clip out of context? It was a great dump. Anyway, uh, Adam Bright, why does Jose think with a defence like we've got, we could ever possibly win anything? Ben Davies, Aurier, Doherty, Sanchez, all pants. Dyer, average at best. Toby passed his sell-by date. Wake up, FFS. <laughs> I think that stands for for fluff's sake. <laughs> at least that's what I told my daughter. <laughs> um, Adam, I think you're in a bad place right now, my friend. Yeah. I think you're angry. Yeah. I think you're upset. I think you're where all of us are. <laughs> mm, yeah. Because if I could have put all of that lot to an execution wall last week, I would have. <laughs> But, but genuinely, uh, Ben Davis is a Premier League level player. He's an international. You know, he's not awful. Aurier has been so much better this season. It's unbelievable. But then ha- the guy seems to have a natural self-destruct button. Whether that's in a game where his brain just goes squiff. You seen that film Inside Out, Disney Pixar? Yes, yes. Yeah. I think Serge Aurier has a cat control sometimes. Yeah. He just hits the button yeah. and he just loses it. <laughs> he so just true. Loses it. It's so true. Um, because like the guy can be... Cons- like this season, he's been consistently very good game after game. And we've all gone, wow, okay, all right, fair enough. You know, he's, it's clicked. Oh, no, wait, no, he's done that. 
that. Okay. Okay. Yep. No. Yep. It's yep. still Surge. It's still him, mm-hmm. everyone. It's still him. <laughs> um, and he just seems to have that in his life. You know, in Paris Saint Germain, all things going great, and then like went on a homophobic rant on social media, and you're like, really? <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Really, the thing to do, Surge? <laughs> you know, threaten to knock his manager out on an Instagram live. I mean, dude, <laughs> things like that aren't gonna go well. Uh, and you can apologise afterwards all you want. <laughs> you yeah. still you still hit that self-destruct button, which clearly he's capable of. Um, I think knowing that contract talks were planned with him and have now been shelved, I think it's safe to say in the summer, Serge is going to be finding somewhere else to play football. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this incident, I feel, was kind of it. Mm. Uh, Doherty simply hasn't settled. Uh, Doherty is played for, I think someone worked out eight seasons as a wing-back. And now we're playing him as a fullback. Yes, he's more than capable of doing it, but you arrive at a new club after being at one for so long, playing a different role under a very different manager, and not be in the team. Serge yeah. has been ahead of him, and Serge has been ahead of him on merit. Yeah. Um, Doherty's also had COVID, uh, various other things. So I don't want to write him off. I, I don't think he's been the player we all thought we signed, but I certainly don't want to write him off yet. Uh Sanchez, I feel, is needs to go. Um, Sanchez is a player I've championed a lot. He's, a, he's got every attribute, but in England, it's just not worked for him. I, I always feel like with Sanchez, and I know I've mentioned this before, but it's almost like he can't shake the comments Mourinho made about him when he was... Yeah. He can't yeah, shake yeah, no, that, no, you think, know? I think it's fair. I think you're right. Uh, Eric Dyer, I thought, was having a great start to the season, but is now looking a little bit jaded. Um, I think that will happen if you're playing every game. League Cup, Europe, which he mm, was mm. at one point. Uh, Toby, I think, needs to be managed, but to say he's past his sell by date when you see him make a goal line clearance like he did against Brighton when the team's been playing so crap, the easiest thing in the world for him would have just done a little jog there, like, oh, have we conceded another? Oh. Yeah. If he was past his sell by date, that would have happened. Yep, yep. See Jan Vertonghen last season. Toby's not that, not yet. Um, so wake up for fluff's sake. <laughs> I'm with you, Adam. Um, Mark Evans says, does Jose plan to start any home games with one goalkeeper, nine defenders and one up front against any of the bottom half side? Yes, actually. Um, we're patterning that as the new bus defence. Um, however, you've got it slightly wrong. It's one goalkeeper and ten defenders. Yeah, it's a ten zero zero. Yeah, yeah, and 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 hope we hope they get tired and we can just run through them as like a block, like the mighty ducks flying V. Our ten defenders will just march forward in a line like the red coats. Um, David Franz Joseph says, seeing that Jose and Ledley have had a chat with Delhi recently, do you think there's still hope for him at Spurs? I personally hope so and hope everyone's keeping well and safe. Uh, David, thank you very much for that. Uh, I echo that. I hope everyone listening is well. Uh, yes, Ledley and Jose have had a chat with him. Yes, um, the rumour is they went to Delhi's house. Yes, that's a breach of lockdown rules. And yes, the Met Police are investigating. <laughs> Face palm. That came out the same day Tottenham announced a hundred grand to an NHS charity. Um, facepalm, facepalm, <laughs> epic. Uh, Mark Ivey says, why do we have all these attacking players and midfield ballers when their main function is defend? Um... Um, <laughs> I've got nothing, mate, for that one. I've no. got nothing either. <laughs> um, Mark, we'll come back to you. Um, 
I'd, I'd like to say to you, oh, it's just a just a temporary thing, you know. I don't know. I'm, uh, yeah. You know, I said earlier on, I've got that kind of Jose split thing at yeah. the moment. Like I've got like this one voice going because Jose's an ass, and I've got this other voice going because it's tactical. Hello. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, I can't answer that. Scott Kinsey Nielsen says, is there any news on Serge Aurier and Regulon? Uh, Serge Aurier is fully fit. He was simply dropped from the squad following some... Anger issues. Poor, poor behaviour <laughs> against Liverpool. Um, he is now back in the squad and available for the Chelsea game. Uh, Regulon is unfit. There's been no timetable given on his return yet. However, the kid posted on Instagram... A picture of him in like one of these recovery leg brace things, watching the Tottenham documentary. Oh, who let him watch I know, that? I keep him away from it. <laughs> yeah, do you know there was a picture of him on Instagram watching that, and the very next day a story came out that he'd agreed to move back to Madrid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hilarious. Um, uh, Stefan Cruz Alvarez, also known as Stepan Stefan, says this was brave. Yes, asking for people's opinions and questions right now was brave. Thank you. It's right for him to say that, though, knowing he's not going to be on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, this was brave. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts in regards to the homegrown player situation? Which homegrown players would you bring in or bring up from youth? Um, it's difficult because the homegrown player situation cannot actually be resolved by promoting from youth unless they're over twenty-one or or twenty-two even. Um, they don't class them in the homegrown bracket because they just classed as youth players. So even a player like Oliver Skip, for example, coming back next season wouldn't help our homegrown player issue because he'd still be classed as youth. Once he turns 22, then he becomes a homegrown player. Work that one out. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, um, we do have a problem. Um, and the reality is it's been a problem we've had for a long time that just hasn't been addressed. Um, we talk about squad enrichment and we talk about our recruitment and we talk about the fact we went those windows without signing players. The reality is it's cheaper to sign a player who is non-homegrown than it is homegrown. And the reason why our players are inflated prices is because all the top teams in the country needs to get their quota. <laughs> yeah, um, It's a nightmare. And then I see people, oh, sell Delhi, sell Harry Winks. And I'm like, really? Who do you think we're going to bring in? Oh, Sabitzer. Yeah, that ain't going to work, mate. <laughs> you can't bring in a non-homegrown player. If you're selling a homegrown player, it doesn't work. Yeah, do, do you know, it's, it's frustrating to see, and like, you know, people are talking about, oh, you know, the last window, get rid of Delhi, bring yeah. Ericsson in. It's just... Yeah, no, but, but literally, you, you wouldn't have been able to play. No. You couldn't have registered them. Did you know what's interesting, though, uh, Sam? Something I noticed, yes. and I don't know if it was mentioned by the commentators or anything, but was... Well, can you remember a time before the Brighton game where we didn't... Oh, don't bring this up. It's going to make me cry. <laughs> You're going to bring up the fact we didn't field one English player, aren't you? Wait, wait, have we ever done that? When's the last time we ever no, done... Have we ever done that? First time this ever happened in the Premier League. That's insane, isn't and it? And therefore, potentially, ever. Um, I can't go back and check it because I know a long time ago there might have been situations... Because a lot of British players that play for Tottenham, Welsh, Scottish... There might have been a situation, but I can't think of one. And it, this is such a stupid reason that it annoyed me, right? So, so stupid and makes no logical sense. But when we were crap and Arsenal were winning everything, 
the only thing I was able to have a go at my Arsenal supporting friend about was the fact his team didn't have an English player in it. Yeah. It was the only thing I had. And it was the only thing I'd say to him on a regular basis. Yeah, well, you're just a foreign legion. You're not even an English club anymore. You might as well move to France. I understand that the youth team have all got to learn French. It's pathetic. That that I mean, and it is so dumb. But now that's been robbed so from you, sir. It's been robbed from you, now, isn't it? And and the the honestly, the Brighton game happened. I saw the lineup. I thought about it, and I waited, and I waited, and then sure enough, my phone went ping, and I got a message from him, and all the message went was was like a eye rolling and foreign legion. I was like, oh. <laughs> I mean, I love this guy. He's one of my greatest friends. I hate the fact he's a gooner, but his his timing on it was just phenomenal. Yeah. His mm. callback on the because it was it was all I had. He's it been waiting for it, Sam, hasn't he? He's been waiting. He for has it. waited for the day because he was able to do it, and I can't even go. What? Yeah. So what? We won the league because we haven't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was painful. Makes me so sad. Um, but the homegrown player issue is a massive one, and it needs to be addressed. And the only way to address it really is to be really, really smart. And there are some opportunities in amongst this summer coming up where the club can be very smart in their recruitment. Because you look at a situation, for example, where Ben Davis, for example, is classed as non-homegrown. He's Welsh. He went for the academy at Swansea. Um, so he's classed as non-homegrown for most things. If Ben Davis were to leave this summer, and I'm not saying I want Ben gone because I, I like Ben, but... Mm. If he were to leave and Sessignon was to come back in, Sessignon's age would then class him as homegrown. We'd then have a homegrown player there where previously we didn't. So that's one solution straight away. Uh, the fact we got Joe Hart as our backup, if Gazaniga was to leave permanently and Whiteman or Austin were promoted to be third choice, again, they're both 22 to 23 now. Again, they'd be classed as homegrown. You've solved another one. You know, yeah, and, yeah. and these are real kind of simple <laughs> solutions. Uh, what, getting more compli- complicated as a player like Damari Gray, who's a wide forward, very pacey, very good, very attack-minded. He, he'd be an excellent squad option. Um, he's available for free this summer. English, homegrown. You've got a player like Lamella, who is constantly injured. You can't rely on him. You've got a player like Lucas who is pacey and strong but just doesn't contribute enough goals and assists. Don't get me wrong, I would still build a statue of him for that hat-trick. <laughs> I love that. That That is a memory that will be with me for life and forever He will. I will have an attachment with him because of it. But in reality, we could sell him, we could sell Lamella, replace him with a player like Damari Gray. We'd lose nothing but we would gain homegrown over non-homegrown player. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course, yeah. The recruitment has to be smart because you're not going to be able to spend the kind of money needed to make massive changes. But a player like um a player like Lamptey, who's a fullback, right back at Brighton, uh, was injured thankfully otherwise I think we'd have got even worse. <laughs> um he could come in. A Max Aaron's at Norwich could come in and replace Doherty or Aurier or those two could replace you know yeah. there's so much there that can be done it just has to be smart and it mm. has to be planned squad enrichment so yeah good question Stefan but 
it's complicated because every top club in the country is trying to is struggling with that balance. Um, Chelsea managed to address it by promoting so many of their youth, and a lot of people are talking about like, oh, Chelsea's youth have come through; they're so good. A lot of those players were on loan constantly, League One, uh, Belgium, Championship loans. Then they're in their 22-23 and suddenly they're in the squad. And the reason for that is they're now classed as homegrown. Mm, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so keep an eye on that. It's interesting. Um, the last question, which I know you've been waiting for, <laughs> your git, is from someone whose name I will never be able to pronounce in a million years. I've had to put your name, sir, I assume, sir, I've not looked at your profile picture, through Google Translate. So if That's I get brilliant. this wrong... I apologise, but Antonis Beritsas is what it tells me is how I should say your name. Message me if I've just butchered that. I apologise. Um, but your question is... Stop laughing. I can hear you laughing, you git. Um, what is your view on the hate Jose gets by fans? I find it extremely toxic and bad for the future of the club. He gets too much shit. Meanwhile, I think he's doing an excellent job. Shit is football. I think he's trying to say the football shit, but there are some super teams out there who can win everything and people expect him to do miracles with a bad defence replace or replace every single defender in just one year. Um, I know from when you copied this question and sent it to me laughing that I'm going to have to pronounce the chap's name, you, you felt you had an answer for this. Or am I wrong? Uh, I... I um... I, I, I don't know whether to whether it's just making me feel bad as a Spurs fan or this guy is just like. But to to say, look, and again, it, it goes back to me uh, talking about this sort of short term thinking sometimes and something yeah. I'm guilty of. But someone to say he's doing an excellent job after that that Brighton game. Yeah, I, I don't know how how he could do it. I mean, like, like don't get me wrong. Like, you know, if we if we get to the end of the season and we have won a couple of trophies and we've got in the top yeah. four, then yeah, like I'll agree with you. But at yeah. the moment, I don't know how he can say that. I, I genuinely don't know how he can well, say he's doing. Perhaps it. he is looking at the bigger picture. Yeah, he is looking at the picture of we're challenging kudos the to top him. Four. Yeah, yeah. Well, well done. I'm looking at the small picture, and it's crap. I can't help but look at the small picture. <laughs> yeah, you said that so well, brilliantly. Maybe he's looking at the picture, but well, good for him. It's a big picture. Ooh, whoop de doo. Screw the big picture. Yeah, yeah. I'm focused on this right now, and it's a bag of wank. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, addressing this, um, do I think he's doing an excellent job? No. I don't. I think an excellent job is us top of the league and all of us go, wow, what job, wow, yeah. Jose. I, I had no idea this man was so good. I think a, I think he's doing a good job. I know a lot of people are going to listen to me say that and go, what? But <laughs> let, let bear with me. Um, he is in transition. This club didn't recruit well, went stale big time, has real issues in the squad. He last summer recruited very well, in my opinion. I know not all of those players that were recruited have been phenomenal, but I think the vast majority, Hoybier, I think is one of the best players in the league. Uh, Regulon, I think is phenomenal at left back and will only get better in England. Um, so I don't think the window was a bad window and it was the start everyone said that everyone knew that okay good window 
but now we need to you know keep keep doing this we mm. need to keep working there are players at the club who need to move they should have moved years ago but they didn't uh daniel levy needs to learn his lesson keeping players because you wanted that extra million in transfer fee doesn't help yeah. anybody yeah doesn't help the individual, doesn't help the club, doesn't help the squad. I hope he can learn from that. I hope that this window coming, he does what he did for Pochettino. Because Mauricio Pochettino, if you remember, after that first season of being with us, it was like the night of the long knives. You know, Kabul, Adebayor, all of these players, gone, Soldado. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And we took hits on all of them. But Mauricio made it abundantly clear to to Daniel, they have to go. Like, their influence, everything, they have to go. We cannot have them at the club. Because if we keep them at the club and you insist on me playing these people, we're just not going to get anywhere. You know, I need to rejuvenate it. I think Jose's in the same boat. And it's not because any of these particular players are bad eggs or, or causing problems. I just think that when you've been in a place for so long and you've got comfortable, I just think some of these players show up to work each day like they're going to a social club. Yeah. Uh, you know, and again, I'm not trying to be nasty, but I just think a few of them are like, oh, I'm, I'm here with my mates. These are my friends. They don't have a work environment. They don't have a kind of, uh, you know, we're here to win. <laughs> it's yeah, just, of course. Uh, yeah, I'm here at Tottenham. This is great. I show up, beautiful training facilities, lovely pitch, bit of golf, <laughs> you know, cracking day. Mm. <laughs> Um, and that needs to get stamped out, and I, I think that is a continuous thing that needs to happen, and squads need refreshing. We are like the walking example of what happens when people don't give us squad enrichment. Yeah, and and, and, and I'm so grateful to Alpesh that he's given us those two words, because... Squad enrichment, it's beautiful. When, it's I, when, I, when I look back, you know, in years to come, maybe one day when we've retired from podcasting, when we've made our, yeah. Made our millions, yeah, definitely. That, that will be... Squad enrichment will be two words that I'll be grateful that Alpish always gave us. Um, speaking of making our millions, uh, I've had loads of messages now about putting adverts on our show. Um, if you're listening, let me know what you think, because I've resisted it so far, but I could do with the money of the <laughs> pandemic. Um, so, uh, yeah, let me know if you think, oh, no, I'm not going to listen to you if you've got adverts. Um, it'd be one at the start, one at the end, and possibly one in the middle. And also, um, the good thing about podcast when you listen to podcasts, I, I know it's difficult if you're in the car, but it's just yeah. press, pressing forward for two thirty second. No, uh, no, listen and buy the products, Matt. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, one, I, I haven't even told you this yet. I'm going to tell you this on the recording. We've had one message from someone who's actually a Tottenham fan and has a business and wants to sponsor the podcast. Oh wow! Um, but we would have to record the adverts for him. So we would have to do like, um, I'm not going to say it because he hasn't paid me yet, but, <laughs> you know, like, Handy Dave's tool hire. You go to Handy Dave and you ask for tools and he's there. Don't be a tool. Go to Handy Dave. Uh, <laughs> you, you, uh, you might need to work on the voice for that one, mate. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, okay. I thought that was good. I thought that was, I thought that was really good. Oh, go to Handy Dave. Yeah. <laughs> He loves his tools, does Dave. He's always playing with it. Oh, hang on. No, that ain't right. Um, so, yeah. So, so we have we have things. So, um, yeah, feedback, please. If you're listening, you listen all the time, drop me a message, Facebook, Instagram. You can email us direct. It's either matt at spursnews.co.uk or sam at spursnews.co.uk. Um, you know, I've got the guy who emails me after every show gives me absolute hate and crap. Yeah. He's finally hurt me. 
I, I did. I did see this, didn't it? What did he, he put there? He has finally actually hurt me. He said, "Now I understand." After listening to you babble, why Amazon chose Stefan? Oh, mate, yeah. Do you know what he's he's not he's worked out what really strikes to the core, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. That's it now. <sighs> I'm done. That's. I mean, he said stuff about my mum, my dad. He's questioned my parentage. Question. <laughs> at one point, he questioned my manhood, which was <laughs> really awkward. Um, he, he, he's he's generally had digs at me every single week about how I talk, which which is fine. I sound like a farmer had sex with a pirate and birthed me. I know. Um, but yeah, he, fi- he finally got to me. I Ouch. read that and went, "Wow, that's um." Yeah, that hurts. I, I just, that, I just that, that felt hurt. a stab actually thinking of, thinking of those words. You know, it, it, that yeah. really dug deep. That did that. that. Yeah, they, they they listened to our show and they went, "That's the voice we want." Mm. That that yeah, mm. that hurts. Yeah. That that does hurt. Yeah. So um yeah, Stefan can go himself again, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're back to that. Uh, but no, all joking aside, uh, that is our show for this week. Um, we will be back next week, hopefully, hopefully, and I say this in hope and prayer and. You know, I'll sacrifice as many goats in the area to all the gods of the ancient world. Come on, Tottenham, win a game or two, please. Please. Cheer us all up. Please. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll be back next week to discuss it no matter what. And if we're losing again and we've lost every game, trust me, next Thursday, me and Matt will just have 40 to 50 minutes of jokes or something we'll come yeah. up with something we'll you know the best dad jokes we can find and, it, and if island brother comes, if island brother comes back on again we'll have a jingle to look forward yeah. to yeah if you ask a question in this week lean up to, please don't leave it to the last minute though because i need some time to make one but yeah uh, island brother if you ask another question you get involved again you will have your own theme music until next week everyone take care we'll speak again take care mate Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, you can join in the conversation on our Facebook page with over 60,000 fellow Tottenham fans at facebook.com slash Spurs News. 